Hello, and welcome back to another homegrown clip. Thanks for taking time out to check this out. We're kind of building this community together, so it means a lot that uh, you're here and listening to the content we're putting out. This is a special one for us. All week we've been celebrating NADOC week. It's the second edition of putting together these specials, which we really do love. You know, a lot goes into it, and it really is, you know, special to showcase and shine a light on, you know, our established Indigenous artists and the new crop coming through, and I couldn't have done it without my main man, Chris Holland, curating the music. Welcome, Dutchie. Thank you very much, Matt. Um, good fun putting these together. How is it for you, you know, kind of curating the music throughout the week? It is. It's, um, yeah, like like every time it's fun, it's a challenge, but yeah, mm. this is, it's a it's a special one this week. I love that NADOC week, by the way, the D in NADOC stands for day, yeah. and now the yeah. week is eight days long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to be honest, it's, it's still not enough. I love, uh, yeah, celebrating the music that we have this week and the artists and the, the stories, not just from uh, those that are Indigenous, but also just people that are not Indigenous yeah. that tell their story or understanding their story or asking questions about it. Yeah. And because that's the best thing to do is to just kind of listen and ask questions if you're unsure, yeah. if you're curious. So, um, yeah, it's a it's been a really nice week of shows to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely, man. You did a great job. And look, unfortunately, we can't play the music in this special because of the T's and C's. But if you scroll down in the description, we've got a playlist of all the songs that we've played and some highlights throughout the week. And but we've actually got a station on Listener Dutchie that you can check out more music from. There's so much within the Listener app you can do. If we just plug it for a second, there is a, a station on Listener that just plays Indigenous music. So yeah. please do sample that. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Dutchie, for a great week, as always. Thank you. It's been uh, a lot of fun putting this together. So we hope you enjoy our NADOT Week special on Triple M's Homegrown. Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influences of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time, right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influences. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Yes, right around the country on the Triple M Network. Hope you've had a fantastic day. We'd like to thank you for joining us on a very special week, NADOC Week, which we've been celebrating and putting the spotlight on some of our favourite Indigenous artists and their music. But before we get started, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land on which we are recording this show, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present. This week's been so special, hearing from Indigenous artists, what this week means to them, sharing stories and showcasing incredible music. You can drive it's a big show. We will be hearing from Dan Sultan, Jimmy Carl, from Melbourne band Chasing Ghosts, uh, Busby Maroo. We'll hear from Jeremy, makes one half of the band. Scott Darlow too. But I keep my work, Shane Howard reflects the 40 years of solid rock. Standing on the solid rock. Peter Garrett, 20 minutes time, takes us behind the making of Diesel and Duck. And a band that are just taking over Australia, the world, selling out shows, winning awards. Out of the Northern Territory, uh, King Stingray will be chatting with Roy from the band and what this week means to him and just growing up, his dad, Stuart, actually playing in Yothu Yindi Treaty to start us off. It's Triple M's homegrown. We celebrate NADOC week.
Can you see? Can you feel the wonder? Oh, it's so good. Triple M's homegrown. We're celebrating Nate Okwee. King Stingray taking on Down Under. That's Under One Sun. And an introduction to these guys. Based out of the Northern Territory, are selling out shows everywhere. An incredible live show. Let me just run through some of the awards they have taken home. They won the Australian Music Prize, Best New Artist, Rolling Stone Awards, winner of the Michael Gadinsky Breakthrough Artist Awards at the Arias, Song of the Year, National Indigenous uh, Music Awards, and winners of the Vanda and Young Songwriting Competition. And uh, last week I had Roy pop into the studio from the band, and it's a small world. His dad, Stuart, was actually... In Yothu Yindi, you grew up kind of, you know, it's amazing. You kind of grew up watching your dad play and, you know, celebrate music. What's that like kind of, you know, growing, growing up yourself in a very musical family? Yeah, I mean, I just consider myself so lucky. You know, as a, as a kid, we didn't really have Spotify or any of that, especially living so rural. Mm. And so our parents played, which was Yothu Yindi. Yeah. So we were just going to gigs and listening to Yothu Yindi pretty much. So <laughs> yeah. it's definitely something that's kind of in our blood, I guess. Yeah. Um, because people ask us about it all the time, but it's a big part of our um, history, yeah. a big part of what we do. And, um, yeah. you know, it was the first songs we ever learnt, you know, to play were Yothi Indie songs. I remember the first No Lecture, which is nice. just a nice little riff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's, uh, I think when we listen to Yothi Indie songs, we get, you know, nostalgia at the highest yeah. possible level. Well, it's funny how it all works, isn't it? Like Yothi Indie was a big introduction to Indigenous music and artists uh, when, you know, they first came out. How are you finding it being part of the next crop of artists that are not only doing it here, but internationally too. Australian people were showing this really increased curiosity about First Nations and mm. it's it's so awesome. I think we've got a lot of people that are obviously curious and interested to learn about, you know, culture and Yungo culture and um, the fact that we've got a stage is such a privilege and it's a bit of an honour to be able to um, show, you know, for the boys, they feel very proud, you know, having having a voice and being able to, um, you know, showcase culture and, and music um, is a really big thing. And, and musicians are very lucky that we've got that. Um, so it's, it's awesome that we can use that, that stage and that platform to fight the good fight and, and share stories. And, and if there's a bit of education that happens, that's a bonus and that's really awesome too. Yeah, I mean, there's so many amazing First Nations artists coming out of Australia. We did the gig last year. First and Forever, which was amazing and it really kind of showed the lineup of, you know, First Nations artists in Australia and all at the top of the game in within the Australian music scene. You know, Thelma Plum, Baker Boy. Yeah. These the big hitters, you know. Absolutely. So it's like it's pretty awesome to see a lineup celebrating black excellence and Yeah. Um, yeah, very awesome. And like we were saying before, and, and doing the same thing internationally as well. Like there's a curiosity from around the world now. And it must be great to be on that forefront where you get to kind of, you know, perform and people get to see that for the first time and, you know, interact, you know, hear your music. It's a very special thing. Yeah, music's great at bringing people together. I mean, music's been bringing people together for thousands of years. We know that. That's exactly what's kind of happening with us, I guess. That's Roy from King Stingray. Actually, uh, my full chat with him you can find if you just scroll down a little bit below. We're celebrating NADAC Week on Triple M's Homegrown. And here's some audio of Peter Gart talking about the importance, the writing, the inspiration behind their iconic album, Diesel and Dust. The country was in a ferment about Aboriginal land rights and whether Aboriginal people should be able to get land back from them, which effectively had been stolen. In some instances, Aboriginal people were given some land and in 
some instances they then committed it back to the people of Australia. And that was the case with Ezrock or Uluru, which was handed back to the Pichinjara people. And they then in turn leased the rock back uh, as a national park for uh, the whole of Australia. And those people asked us to write a song for a film that was about the handing back of the rock. It was called Uluru, an Anungu story. And a bunch of songs came forward. Robin Jim got working. Dead Heart was one of those that, that came forward in, in its shape and, and they loved that song and said, we'd like to use it. And that was before we recorded Diesel and Dust. We then subsequently, of course, travelled into remote Australia. We did the Blackfella, Whitefella tour with a rumpy band, an Aboriginal band at the time, going to communities and settlements where Aboriginal people were living in their country. An experience which really changed us as a band, as people will know. And out of that came the Diesel and Dust record as a whole. And it was a huge moment for Midnight Oil because it connected us with a part of our country, which was their first, which we hadn't experienced before. We made relationships with people we didn't know. We came to understand the culture a little bit. And you can't help but be affected by it and moved by it, including the differences and the way in which we saw ourselves and the way in which we made music afterwards. It's incredible to see that uh, the Dead Heart is, is one of those successful songs because of its subject matter, but we still got more to do. Uh, so I think until we actually do have a proper settlement and accommodation with uh, Aboriginal peoples in place, until we do see a young Aboriginal people with the kind of opportunities that other young people have, until we do see health and the criminal justice statistics and those things really, you know, sort of dealt with and addressed properly, then the Dead Heart's unfinished business, if you like. It's the soundtrack of unfinished business. Triple M's homegrown, celebrating NADOC week. Shane Howard, stripped back and unplugged. Can you believe it's been 40 years of solid rock? I caught up with him not too long ago. It's amazing to think that song has gone on to resonate so long and so deep into the Australian consciousness. And it's uh, humbling and I feel very proud, but, you know, everything honours the mother and the father and it's got a lot to say, that song. And I guess it, the fact that it stood the test of time is mm. testament to the truth that it contains. Can you can you tell us about the origins when you were writing this song and what it's inspired by for people who don't know? You know, um, I grew up in, a, in southwest Victoria around Warrnambool. There was a big Aboriginal population here. It was a fact of life for us mm. those questions come form in your head i'd always wanted to go to uluru i went there in 1981 and it was a really powerful experience i just happened to connect with a group of aboriginal people so i witnessed inma which is song and dance traditional ceremony at the base of uluru with the you know with the full moon rising over the back mm. And pictured that and I was moved I was changed I was transformed I realised that I was in someone else's country and once I knew I couldn't unknow mm. it, it changed my view of this country and when you were piecing this song together did, how did it start was it was it a lyric was it a guitar idea it started with out here nothing changes and if you can imagine I'm camped in a little tent near where Mutajulu the community is now and, and the sun's going down it's getting late in the day I'm cooking up a little, a little meal that was the first line was out here nothing changes not in a hurry anyway and then the, the song grew from that I guess I was going to say like that first line out here nothing changes not in a hurry anyway as a storyteller that line can mean so many different things and I think as, as a listener it almost hooks you in straight away there's a bit of ambiguity in that line hey you could when you're mm. looking at you could say, well, it's, there's a permanence, but you could also look at Aboriginal people and say, well, things haven't changed for Aboriginal Australia too much. So there's a lot of irony in that line, I guess. But then the next day was the riff, and that was a that was a big breakthrough for me, droning off the A string because it's in A minor and being able to just that two finger little riff that 
drones bouncing off the A-string was a little breakthrough moment. And the record company originally didn't want to release this song, but you stuck to your guns. And, well, you know, the result is this song changed your life. It did. It changed my life enormously, incredibly. It was, um, here we are 40 years later still talking about it and Mm. it's still being played, Maddie. Um, You know, I I feel very honoured, but I feel very, a lot of responsibility comes with that song too. And do you find that sometimes when you, uh, you have a song that is incredibly popular sometimes the the subject matter can be missed do you think when this song was a hit people were listening to the lyrics and understanding what it was about but it's at the same time it's a great rock song so people just would you know straight away dance to it as well i think a lot of people maybe took time for a lot of people for what it was saying to sink in had a Mm. great chorus hooky chorus and it was a great rock track eh? um i think every aboriginal person in australia got it the first listen yeah (laughs) you know and a lot of older people it was across the board from like young teenagers to you know the um eminent australian historian professor manning clark he he loved the song and that's why he wrote the liner notes for that album it's not about a black history or white history this is australian history this is our story you know i think we're grown up and now to face up to it all and say let's own our, our own history let's not sweep it under the carpet let's look at it and we're we're big enough we're grown up we're mature enough to do that we're probably grown up enough like the ad says thanks to the monarchy we'll take it from here (laughs) (laughs) i think we're ready for a republic and a treaty you know that was shane howard from goanna a full chat you can find just search triple m's homegrown the brand new listener app up next got darlo as we celebrate nadoc week all week on triple m's homegrown and here to tell us a little bit more about it is the man himself joining me from tassie mate how are you mate i'm living my best life down here in freezing long system <laughs> hey nadoc week is uh, i know it's special and mean it means a lot to you can you give us a brief kind of breakdown of what nadoc week you know means to you as a singer songwriter and educator too i was talking to somebody about this yesterday and i think nadoc week the way that i like to think of it is like a lot of us we if you got dragged along to church as a kid right you had two big points in the year in in that world where they were kind of you know big big moments and one was easter which is kind of somber and sad and one is like christmas which is like this big celebration and for us as black followers reconciliation week that's kind of like your easter and then natal week's like your christmas right so celebratory it's we are looking at you know all the achievements of our people and just the fact that we're the oldest living continuous culture on the planet Mm. and uh, in spite of everything we're still here and thriving Absolutely. And it feels like um, NADOC week every year gets bigger and bigger. And, you know, we're seeing that with performances right around the country. You're performing too. You performed in Sunbury. Yeah, had a NADOC event out in Sunbury. And then we had the Yes 23 campaign uh, yesterday at the start of uh, NADOC week. Which yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to sing at a trade hall as well. So big week. And then, you know, we're playing uh, some NADOC shows this weekend in Tassie as well down in uh, Hobart and Launceston. So Launceston Friday night at the Royal Oak Hotel and Saturday night at the Republic Bar in uh, Hobart, which is one of my favourite pubs in Australia, by the way. Awesome, mate. Oh, it's one of the greats, mate. Nice little dinner to compliment the gig as well, you know. Oh, the Jack Daniels steak. Let's talk about the Jack Daniels steak at the Republic Bar. Do oh, you know what else I found out? So there's an Aboriginal beer company called Jaraboy Beers. They're yeah. unreal, right? All Indigenous ingredients, Indigenous people, and they are throwing a bunch of cheap beers for Triple M listeners at the Republic Bar on Saturday night. Ah, uh, there you go, man. There you go. Well, dude, what what I love about NADOC Week is, you know, you're performing and, you know, we're seeing a lot of incredible, you know, Indigenous artists performing right around the country. Like, what is the best way for people to get out there, 
and kind of celebrate NAIDOC week? Well, I think, you know, for me, like I'm, I'm an educator, so I, I want people to get educated. What we've got to understand is we're all equally Australian, right? So this is, this is you might not be Aboriginal, Matty, but this is your country just as much as it's mine. Mm. So what that means is you're a 65,000-year-old Australian. You're not a 253-year-old Australian. Yeah. Right? So a lot of people, they kind of have this mentality that because they believe that Captain Cook discovered this country, that it only started then. But like if you live here and you call this place home, you're a 65,000-year-old Australian. So all yeah. of this story is yours. It's our shared journey. So get get educated. I reckon that's how you celebrate is you get educated yeah. about who you are as a 65,000-year-old Australian, mm-hmm. you know? So get get stuck into what country do you live in? There's 300 different nations. You live in more country country if you're in Melbourne. Mm. Like, what's unique and special about that? What's some of the dreaming? Yeah. You know, who are some of the well-known people? Who's, you know, let's, let's really just start to get passionate uh, about how awesome this 65,000-year-old country is in its totality. Well said, Scotty, mate. If for everyone in Tassie, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing you, Lonnie, and uh, Friday. And then, of course, we can uh, you can win away to uh, you know kind of watch you perform in all the room, mate. That's pretty exciting. Plus, you've got some live dates coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So if you get on my socials, you'll see all the dates on my Facebook pages, all the venues and all the dates. Um, and yes, we are Triple M are very kindly giving away three trips to all the room. Gleeso's show is giving them away, and we're playing at the Sales in the Desert Resort on the 22nd of July, and you, you can win. Like, dude, how good is this prize? You can win a freaking weekend at a flash resort, yep. hear us play some music, come and check out the most incredible scenes and, and, and you know, cultural experience. And, mate, it's going to be all deadly. Thanks to Triple M. Awesome, man. Well, thank you, Scotty. Thanks for being involved in the show. Good luck in Tassie, mate, and we'll see you when you're back in Melbourne. Thank you, mate. Thanks so much, Matty. See you, mate. Scott Darlow uh, out of Melbourne. He's just announced a huge tour as well. Um, if you are interested in going... And watching him perform in Uluru, just head to triplem.com.au. I also caught up with um, someone from one of our favourite duos, Busby Maru, Jeremy of Torres Strait Island, a descendant, and asked him what this week means to him. It's just a celebration of how far we've come as, you know, as, as a people. You know, we can have the, the greatest starts. Not many, I mean, we're not the only country, but um, Tom and I remain very positive about, about it all. You know, we think we've come such a long way. Mm. You know, we've got a strong, you know, I took Tom back up to Mariol uh, about a month ago and, and show, you know, took him to you know, Eddie Marble's grave site and, and talked a bit how, you know, how big native title was and what it means yeah. to the country. Uh, we've got a long way to go, but we, we just love celebrating how far we've come. Absolutely, man. And it just feels like now more than ever, you know, the Indigenous artists that are doing really well, like Baker Boy, you know, the lads from King Stingway. Uh, it's just... You know, there's such, you know, a great pool of new talent out there as well, which is really exciting. There is. And the good thing about Australian music at the moment is we're not, we're getting out of that pigeonhole, you know. Even 10 years ago, we found that we were only getting gigs because we were the Indigenous band on the Indigenous stage and the Indigenous indigenous spots. Now we find, you know, we're we're headlining festivals, you know, same as Baker Boy. A lot lot of people have done a lot of hard work, you know, like Troy Castle Daily and Archie Roach sort of really paved the way for you know for us musos now, but it's it's good to see the way Australian music are just accepting us as Australian musos, not Indigenous musos, and that's um, that's a huge step. What do you think's caused that change over the last ten years? Albeit for for the good, you know, it's 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 been great. What do you think's kind of been some of those factors that have? I think people's views are slowly starting to change. You know. It's a new generation where, you know, the new generation I mean, aren't as narrow-minded. Um, yeah. Change in, in, really in, in, in society. I mean, we, we love the fact that we're, you know, we're not. We used to go to Sanity and we used to find our, our album in, um, in Indigenous Musos. We're like, we're not Indigenous. We're, we're a Roots and Blues Roots band. You know, mm. put us in the Blues and Roots category. But that's, that's, that's changed now and, and um, it's, all for, it's, it's all for the good. Yeah, man, it seems like it's a really good platform now. You're right, for the next generation. And we're just seeing so much talent out there do you think it's because you know 
they've seen acts like yourself and, and Baker Boy do so well. You know, are, are you noticing, uh, you know, more Indigenous musicians coming through? Well, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> I mean, I can speak for the Torres Strait Islanders. You know, we, our, our culture is music. It's 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 something that that we it's, it's not new. It's something that we've done forever. It's just a way of storytelling, and it's 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 just embedded. You know, you go up to mm. the islands, kids just love singing. Everyone can play a guitar, so it's just become more commercialised and. You know, we're getting into studios and we're actually recording and we're learning we're learning how to record a song and yeah. then get in front of people and record an album and it's it's just it's just um it's it's it, it really it's been it's really been the last 10 15 years that it's really come a long way we've seen it from our career yeah uh, it's 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 so good to, it's so good to watch it must be so good uh growing up man in, in that kind of community which is uh like you said so much storytelling and so much music yeah yeah man like growing up I grew up in a big family and dad getting the guitar out after you know after dinner every, it was just it was just it happened every every day every mm-hmm. every night we're all singing you know he, he, someone just picked a harmony and we didn't know what, what what harmony we didn't know what it was called we just we just picked it and it's uh and, and i mean these days I, I know what harmony i'm singing and someone will say oh he's singing the alto soprano but it's just um it's just embedded in our blood and we um yeah we're lucky Awesome, Jeremy. Well, man, thanks so much for taking time. And for people out there who want to go and, and celebrate NADOC Week and not know too much about it, uh, any anything you recommend doing? Oh, look, there's events on everywhere. And, I mean, there's still a perception that NADOC Week's celebrated by just black people. It's not. It's, it's really it's really about all Australians getting getting get down to these events and, and, um, and see what's going on and learn about learn about the great Australian culture we have. Awesome. Jeremy, Buzz Maru, man, thanks so much for taking time out. I look forward to seeing you in the studio in Melbourne when you're back down here again, man. Will do. Thanks, Maria. Jeremy from Busby Maru. They're touring everywhere right around the country over the next few months. Get your tickets at BusbyMaru.com. Up next, a double shot from Thelma Plum from their brand new album out the 21st of July, Blood Moon. It's Busby Maru. Conversation. Triple M's homegrown. So we celebrate NADOC Week. Conversation. Recently, I got to catch up with one of the first ever guests we had on this show, Jimmy Carl from uh, Chasing Ghosts. Might know tracks like Busted Lung and the incredibly powerful Summer, which tells the true story of the 1856 Tower Creek Massacre, which sees Jimmy singing in uh, both English and for the first time his native tongue and caught up with him two years since that song was released. Welcome back, man. It's great to have you in the studio. Um, two years since Summer was released. How has the response been? Probably got the the results that we really wanted. We wanted to uh, share some stories that I found at the time were uh, pivotal stories in the country that hadn't really been uh, talked about and, you know, singing about massacres. And I guess I just picked subjects that I felt were really difficult subjects to write songs about. Yeah. And I thought that might be, as a musician and a, as a songwriter, might be an interesting task, but it was incredibly daunting as well. Mm. And doing them right, you know, if you're writing songs that involve mob it, you've got to bring everyone on the journey with you you can't just sort of go out and pen it to paper and walk away so having that support from mob back home that was great and i should acknowledge before i even get going i should acknowledge that you know i'd like to pay my respects to the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people whose land on which we're on today and uh that i have a beautiful place to live here in Nam on Wurundjeri country and a big mm. shout out to my mob back home on Thangari Barai but um you know without the support of mob back home yeah. songs like summit wouldn't have come about and so that's i think when you're 
writing songs that are, are not just your own lived experiences, but they're the experiences of many people, yeah. there's that responsibility that has to happen. So that was super daunting. And I think I thought there would be a bigger pushback, actually. I thought there would be some people really challenged by it, but rather um, not the case. For the most part, uh, a lot of people really lent into the conversation. Yeah. I think the conversation about frontier wars in Australia is, is starting. Yeah. And I think we've seen that over the last couple of years. And I think since probably the BLM movement, we're seeing, you know, there's some pushback, but we are seeing lots of people getting more curious and judgmental yeah. and trying to get, you know, some uh, a, a deeper sense of understanding around these topics. Always a pleasure to have Jimmy from Chasing Ghosts into the studio. I'm playing some shows as well, the Gold Coast Brisbane at the end of the month for the Homelands Unplugged EP, which we're loving from that. Here is summer as we celebrate Nadal Quick on Triple M's Homegrown. Point it to the edge of the river with the hands still shaking. We're celebrating Nadal Week on Triple M's Homegrown from Little Things, Big Things Grow. Kev Carmody featuring Paul Kelly. Here's Paul on how that track came together with Kevin. I went camping with Kev Carmody and he told me the story of the Wayfield Station strike, which was a strike that started in 1966, which is an Aboriginal stockman walked off Lord Vesty's cattle station in a dispute over wages and conditions, which uh, quickly turned into a, a land rights claim. One of the first. Well, they were on strike for eight years. The Whitlam government returned most of their lands back in 1974. I had this sort of, well, basic chord progression in my head for years, and it was so mundane and, and banal, like almost boring, but there was something to it be a good one to tell a story on. We got talking about different subjects. Sort of lobbed on this Gurindji one because and I told him what a huge impact that had on us as Aboriginal drovers and stockmen. Told him the bits that I knew from we knew was going on on the ground, not what was coming out in the media. And uh, Paul got so interested in it, it sort of came together and oh, wouldn't, wouldn't be two hours. We were polishing it in two hours. That's Kev Carmody. Paul Kelly, an incredible story behind such a powerful song. And you can watch that in full. Just search uh, Reconciliation Oz on YouTube from Little Things, Big Things Grow, Paul Kelly and Kev Carmody. Talking about the making of From When Little Things, Big Things Grow. <laughs> Triple M's homegrown right around the country. We are celebrating NADOC week halfway through a double shot from Dan Sultan. It's new from him, won't give you that, who is in a much better creative space than it was uh, not too long ago. Had dealt with some hardships and here he is on the importance of finding your creativity. I think the hardest thing about being creative is, for me, you know, at times has been um, the stuff that I've gone through that I then am able to be creative about. Mm. So I, I'm really, I'm really grateful that I that I have this gift and I'm able to write something and, and make something that I that I think is beautiful out of things that that have been pretty nasty. You know, um, I'm able to do that out of things that have been really beautiful as well. Yeah. So I feel very lucky about yeah. that and for that and. Uh, yeah, you just never know. I'm in a great place. I'm, I remember being a kid and staying after school and jamming with, with my mates and getting on my bike, you know, 15, and just being so full of adrenaline and euphoria after those jams and riding home. And, uh, yeah, I hadn't had that since then, and I've got that now. So, you know, I'm making a lot of work, and it's all – I'm really happy with it. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else is going to like it. I do. I think they will. I think a lot of – I think you're going to get a whole – I think you're going to get a 
whole new audience from this. And that's a that's a really good point, man, because probably the most exciting time being a musician is coming up, isn't it? It's like those little small victories. It's like, man, you're playing a pub mm. and you, it's just overwhelming. And it's like, man, we're putting we're going to the studio. We're recording. You're right. It's hard to kind of get those little kind of moments oh, again. Yeah. Look, I just wasn't great about it for a while. I mean, and the worse it got, the worse I got, and the worse I got, the worse it got. And you know, I had to make some changes. I got I got healthy and things just got better. One thing I saw, and I won't say who it was because I don't want to, you know, it's not important, but they're they're pretty great and they were accepting an award and I, I watched them and, and they said a year ago all they wanted was to sell out a three hundred capacity room and have a song on the radio, right? And now they they'd just gone stratospheric, you know, in that year and it was crazy. And I thought to myself, all they wanted was what I had and what I was, you know, yeah. cynical about. All they wanted was what I had and what they got was all I wanted. You yeah. know, and we just sort of it was a nice little tune up for yeah. myself. It was a really nice moment of perspective, you know. It's Dan Sultan. We're celebrating Nadoc Week on Triple M's Homegrown. Full chat with him you can find. Just search Triple M's Homegrown on the brand new listener app. Here is Dan Sultan, Kimberly calling on Triple M's Homegrown. Hey, that's a wrap on uh, the Nadoc Week special this year. It was great to do it again, uh, talk to some new artists and really kind of celebrate the amazing Indigenous music we're getting in this country at the moment. It is really exciting to kind of be at the helm of a show and kind of you know, hear all this new music, look at all the shows that are happening, they're selling out, going international too, and, you know, celebrating some of the iconic artists to do it first, you know, like Archie Roach. It's super exciting to get all this music and to play it and to put together specials like that. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we've got plenty more interviews if you just scroll down with artists from all walks of life, you know, established and the newer artists kind of taking over the world. Australian music is in a great spot at the moment and... Uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. It means a lot. We're trying to build this show and to kind of have you on board is really awesome as it uh, kind of grows. So thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time.